Hello, everybody. This is Bam. And Beans. And, and it, it is disclaimer, disclaimer time. time. Beans and I are not sex birds. And our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health condition or a serious health problem, we strongly urge you to go to an actual medical physician. And for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for only the maturest of audiences. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you And I'm Beans. And this is our Sex Talk Podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. We encourage you to talk about sex with us. We beg you to talk about sex with us by emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook where I have a one hour response time. It only pertains to our Facebook. If yeah. you try to reach out to her on her actual Facebook, she will ignore you for three days. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't get paid to respond, but I could get paid to respond. <laughs> if you're reaching out on my regular Facebook, send me 10 bucks first, because then I know it's important. Oh, okay. So that's that's the strat. That's the strat. Okay. Good to know. Maybe even like a dollar. Like $10 will cover you for the hour, but like a dollar. <laughs> well, I'll definitely give the you two minutes. What the fuck what is a dollar going to get you these days? Not even a soda. No. Maybe a piece of candy. Yeah, the penny store that's not around anymore. (laughs) Even the penny store is 52 cents for a fucking Tootsie Roll. Right. Good lord. (laughs) Fucking inflation, man. Back in my day. (laughs) Back in my day. I'm not worried about walking both ways uphill to school. I'm worried about not being able to catch an Uber (laughs) if I'm sick to the hospital. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Dude, that is a remark on our generation. Like, us fucking millennials, we were like, don't you dare fucking call an ambulance. I'll Uber. Yeah. Send me an Uber. Number one, they might get there sooner. And (laughs) number two, I ain't paying for that ambulance. I don't Uh, care what my health insurance is. It's still going to be like $500 out of pocket. uh, The other one is, uh, what ambulance are you calling? bell ambulance i have super glue don't worry about it <laughs> like that's all they're gonna do for if your it bullet say hole bell on the side you've just been taken for a ride <laughs> you remember those commercials <laughs> yeah. and they're the worst <laughs> ones <laughs> i mean nothing against our brave paramedics out there we do understand that in a emergency situation you are life-saving and you are appreciated and we love you but 
we still ain't going to pay for your services. Well, the thing is, the difference between what we're talking about and what other people may misconstrue it as, we are not talking shit about paramedics or EMTs. We are talking shit about the people you work for because they are, I'm sure, not paying you enough to deal with the bullshit you deal with. And also, I don't think they appreciate you the way that you should be appreciated. Why not give you an actual paramedic first aid kit that has more than just super glue and band-aids on it? I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying that I I can't afford to be put in debt just because I needed a ride to the hospital because I was bleeding. Listen, being in debt is more like, scary than being unalived. I'm just right. throwing that out there. Right. <laughs> That's why I didn't go to school, bitches. <laughs> Fuck, I'd rather lose my life. I'd rather die from anaphylactic shock than be put in an ambulance because I can't pay for it. <laughs> we're just out here saying the hard truth, so I'm just throwing that out there. This was the hand that we were dealt. Unite for universal health care. Or at least just a cheaper ambulance ride. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> that shit should be free. Uh, it should be free to live. Like, that's, like, the most basic necessity is is living. It should be free. I just feel like water itself should at least be free. (laughs) Well, water is a finite resource. Uh, Apparently not. There's 18 different natural springs that are all taking my fucking money. (laughs) We've got it it pretty good over here um, by the lake. I would not drink that. I would actually more, I would be more likely to take an ambulance than to drink Lake Michigan water. Like, you do know that's what comes out of your taps, right? No, 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 no. If I'm going straight to the lake and drinking that, oh, I'm going to oh, die. Oh, come on now. You gotta filter it. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it has like, to go through the filtration process. I will absolutely say the stuff that we get that is filtered, mm-hmm. like, our city specifically, has one of the best filtration systems because of the cryptosporidium outbreak of 93. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm I'm good with my tap water. Yeah. That shit, that shit's good. Like, we're fine. Pretty tasty. It has added mil- minerals and vitamins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fluoride. And lots of fluoride for your teethies. Mm-hmm. Ding. Ding. Would you rather drink from Lake Michigan <laughs> or take an ambulance ride and pay full price for it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, in perfect podcast land, you would have really good health care where they would just take care of over 90% of it. Oh, yeah. If yeah, not perfect, all together. In perfect podcast land, everyone has universal health care and they don't have to worry about like having to pay for procedures or emergency services. And we can all get all of the health things done that we need to have taken care of. Yeah, but a not perfect podcast land, <laughs> aka America. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still probably going to take that ambulance ride. Lake Michigan is dirty. <laughs> what part of Lake Michigan? That would be my follow up question. <laughs> Honestly, just any part of the lake. I just I don't trust that whole lake. And how much of it would I have to drink? You would have to drink at least sixteen ounces. Oh. Like, eight ounces is already fucking pushing it, but... 
and might need an ambulance ride after doing that. So I'm just going to take the ride. <laughs> I'll just take the ride. I'm just going to skip the rest of it and just take the ride. Por que no los dos? You're still going to need one anyways. <laughs> no, we're going to catch an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got 12 minutes to drink 16 ounces of like Michigan water and then my Uber will be here to take me to the hospital. Look. Look, just lift me up and take me over to Columbia St. Mary's. It's right down the road from here. Fucking <laughs> flight for life. You give you drink like <laughs> Michigan water. Uh, anyways. So, Beans, are you ready for some other would you rathers? Yes, I am. All right. Today, I got some uh, would you rathers that were sent over by my counterpart, Beans. Yay. And then I also have a would you rather that kind of correlates with today's episode. Yes. So, our first would you rather is, would you rather marry your ex or marry the last person you had sex with? Um, Definitely not marrying my ex. And even though things are cool with uh, my partner and I not being married right now, because hello, healthcare mm-hmm. <laughs> for me and my babies, um, because I'm broke. Yeah, I would if I I would marry my current partner, who is the last person I've had sex with. You know, technically, uh, the last person you had sex with, um, was also your ex at one point. Yeah, no, that's definitely what I was gonna say. So, like, it doesn't matter which one I pick; it's still the it's still the same person. It's still the same person. So, I mean, which is fine because I'm married to him anyways. So, I mean, I kind of got out of that one. I was going to say, would you do it again? Yes, I definitely would. But if we're talking about, like, the ex before him, then, no, I would definitely marry the last person I had sex with, because that would be my current partner. Yes. Your husband. Yes. The one I'm already married to. (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank bejesus. The other one is, I feel like this one's a little bit tougher for me personally. Um, would you rather post a nude on Instagram or would you rather post a nude on Facebook? Um, so I don't really do Instagram, uh, but I think I might have thought of a loophole. I would post it on Facebook but I would also filter it so that only me sees it. I think that's cheating. No, it's a loophole. That's you didn't say anything cheating. about filters. That's. But I would post it on Facebook. That's cheating. That, that's what that is. No, it's a loophole. Okay, but in perfect podcast land where you don't <laughs> cheat. <laughs> but like I already filter my facebook so that only my friends and family see it yeah but then you're just cheating so, like, where just nobody would it. see it i would just filter it more that's that's called cheating beans <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> all right so beans is gonna cheat on this one it's a loophole it's a cheat i'm just saying you didn't say anything about filters Oh, my God. I will keep that in mind to think about how you're going to cheat out of the next one. (laughs) Well, what about you? Uh, I would do it on Instagram because I have less friends and family on there. 
Okay. But like, it isn't. It, isn't it like public for anyone to see? So anyone could happen upon your nude. I mean, that could definitely still happen, even with filters on any kind of social media. It's social media. Once it's on the internet, it's on there forever. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would never post a nude. Same. But if I had to do it, it would be on Instagram. Okay. Where they have a thing where you can just take it down in 24 hours. But, like, isn't that cheating? No, it's posted. And people could see it if they needed to. It just comes back down. Okay, well then fine. I will post mine on Instagram too, but then I'll take it right down. Because apparently that's not cheating. I'll put it up there for 10 minutes and then take it down. Well, see, no, mine's up for 24 hours. (laughs) Like, it has to be up for at least a day. Oh, so you're just making up rules. They're they're always going to be my rules. It's my fucking segment. (laughs) So my last would you rather is, would you rather introduce food play into the bedroom or temperature play into the bedroom well okay so are we sure we haven't done this one like i know we just came up with it i think that we did i want to feel i want to feel like i want to say that we've done something either similar to it but i don't think we did this one specifically okay well my answer is uh temperature play I guess it, it aligns more with what my current kinks are. Okay. Specifically, like, more on the cold side of things. I mean, food play is, is nice because uh, I like to eat. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not sure if I care to have my cake and eat it, too. Okay. So to say. I I can definitely kind of agree with that. Like I'm but for me it's more of like a I don't like to be sticky. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want like syrup or whipped cream or any of that kind of stuff. Cause I'm just like that's not I don't like being sticky. Like, look, if you're gonna put whipped cream on me, you have to make sure you like every single atom of that compound off of me or i'm just gonna feel ick the rest of the time yeah well and it's not just like while we're having sex because i'm sure while we're having sex i would barely notice but it's definitely like after who's got that kind of coordination to like be spraying whipped cream or chocolate syrup or something while in the middle of like penetration yeah and it's like how personally I wouldn't even know where to like start with that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I guess I think when you when you were saying like in the middle of sex, that's exactly what I was thinking. Whereas like food play, temperature play has always been kind of like wrapped up into foreplay. For yeah. Me. So like I'm not talking about dumping like ice cold ice water down the back of someone while they're like getting it in, but more as like a way to uh tantalize the senses before you do the d like get to the the main event you know yeah and for me it's like foreplay and like rolling it from foreplay into sex Mm -hmm. will kind of be like 
even what I'm thinking. Like, even if it's like you start doing oral stuff and then you move to like other stuff, but then ugh, just the idea of having stickiness on me just makes me kind of like creeped out already. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, to answer your question, no, we did not do this specific would you rather. I was very precise in the wording. So the would you rather you're thinking of that was voted by 12 people that was posted December 30th of 2019 is would you rather use ice cubes during foreplay or use yeah. whipped cream during foreplay? That's, that's what it was. And we just yes. recently revisited that like an episode or two ago. Yeah. And that's so why this, it's like fresh in in my lizard brain. Yeah. So this one's more of a broad like you can use whipped cream, chocolate syrup fruits vegetables for food play like food play is very broad and then temperature play could be like you know ice cubes it could be stuff that you've put in the freezer to use or it could even be hot wax or hot oils things like that so temperature play is literally either temperature Mm -hmm. Uh, food play is all the food this one was too specific out of those categories so let me ask you this bam if yes. you if you were going to incorporate food play into the bedroom with your current partner, what would you use? Baby wipes. I would use a lot of baby I mean, wipes. Okay, yeah, sure. Like, let's say that you guys, maybe it's foreplay leading up to shower sex. And then you don't really have to worry about being sticky because y'all are going to get it on and get clean anyways. Like, to be completely honest, I wouldn't even mind incorporating being rubbed down with baby wipes after food play because yeah, the idea be cool. of being dirty and then them having to clean me to get dirty again mm-hmm. that's cute i like that idea okay if i were going to use food play um i would definitely stick to um i mean whipped cream is kind of like a given but i think i would do um i don't know if you've ever done it when you were a kid, but I used to have strawberries, whipped cream, and then dip it in sugar. Oh. So I would do, like, whipped cream and then, like, dip my nip in sugar. So then it's, like, extra sweet, and then it's, like, kind of two different textures melding together. Interesting. On top of, like, the texture of my body. So you kind of got a lot of different kinds of textures, stuff like that. Um, I would probably also use fruits just because i think stepping outside of the very obvious would be something i'd be interested in i mean if my partner was interested in even trying to attempt it we would probably start with what would be comfortable for them and then move into something considered uncomfortable um so yeah i think i would i would try to do some of like the basics with a little bit of additives to make it a little less basic and then i would do something a little bit out of the norm okay that's cool when i was uh still trying to kind of figure out my likes and dislikes in the bedroom i've tried whipped cream uh <laughs> we did um the chocolate flavored whipped cream once uh that was uh interesting because it it left a little bit of like a tan line okay it was like putting on like self tanner. Oh my god. That <laughs> sounds <laughs> awful. 
but then I was thinking about it and I was like, do they still make that alcoholic whipped cream? Because I'd be all over that. I'm pretty sure they like, do. Let's just do body shots um, with the alcoholic whipped cream to top it off. That would be cool. That would be fun. I think that would be fun. Yeah. As far as like incorporating like fruits and things like that, anything topical, I would be yes. okay with. But um, definitely not super interested in like inserting anything into my body. Yeah, no, I I definitely mean more topical. Like, make a little mouth treasure map for you to like pick up blueberries <laughs> around my belly button or something. Like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Like, that's X marks the spot. (laughs) (laughs) But I also just don't like the idea of ants in the bedroom. So that's just where I'm at. (laughs) Do you want ants, Lana? This is how you get ants. This is how you get ants. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was an interesting would you rather segment. Well, thank you. Um. Now it's time for my segment. Here one, we go. one of two segments, actually. Yes. <clears throat> uh, so uh, I have a few fetishes here Yay. that I am getting better at pronouncing, and you are sometimes better at guessing. Thanks for throwing the sometimes in there. It really made me feel better. <laughs> so I've got a couple. I've got a few interesting ones, and. There's there's one in here that I I think you guess like other fetishes you guess that that's what it is so I'm hoping that you'll get this one because your your mind is just gonna go back to that one oh it's this thing okay um but first we have stygiophilia s t y g i o p h i L-I-A. Stygiophilia. Okay. Stygiophilia. Hmm. I'm definitely going to get this one wrong because I just immediately, I hear the word sty and I think of like a pigsty and that's like where my mind is like caught on. Yeah. So for me, it's like being aroused by a mess. But I'm like, that's not, that's probably not it. No. That's what I got. Okay. All right. So when I first looked at the word, what kind of came to my brain was like the S-T-Y-G. Like, even though it's not how you spell it, but I was thinking of like stigmata. Oh, okay. Like, like, you know, the signs of the devil or whatever. Yeah. Um. But stygiophilia is the arousal to the thought of hellfire and damnation. And how fucking metal is that? That's super metal. That's very fucking metal. Like, we are now a a metal podcast. Um, (laughs) I can only be turned on by the idea of doing something that's going to send me to hellfire and damnation forever. (laughs) You have to say that. Oh, that. <laughs> oh my god you do really good in the pits babe oh my gosh uh i used to be i used to have a pretty good growl um it's been years 
since I have attempted any. So no, I'm so sorry, dear twins. listener. <laughs> no, that's a t- that's a completely different voice, and I'm pretty sure it comes straight from my vagina. <laughs> Zorilla power comes from. Yes. Yes. Get the fuck off of the couch. I said lay down. Oh my god. Okay, so this is... (laughs) This next one is the one that I'm hoping you're going to get. Okay. So, listen closely. Uh, here I am. Europhilia. U-R-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Europhilia. I am definitely not going to get this one right. First two letters are U and R. Europhilia. Is it the arousal to urine? Yes! Yes! It's the arousal to urine or urinating on, on others. <laughs> okay, I immediately, when you said Europhilia... I was like, who the fuck wants to be sitting there like, oh, is that a euro? We're on. It's on right now. And then you spelled it and I was like, okay, that's also not how to spell it. Like euro as in like, you know, European currency. And then when you're like, you are. And I was like, oh, okay. That's the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the arousal to you're in. Give me a hot second to get to the right one. <laughs> I feel like you've guessed that a couple of times and it's never been right. So I I really never wanted right. <laughs> So I really wanted to include this one for you today. <laughs> Thanks for my make a wish kid fetish today. <laughs> Honestly, I think that by you doing that, it not just makes me feel better, but it makes me not want to give you really bad would you rather's where I like really consider. <laughs> Like how you would feel. It's almost as if that's the plan all along. Like, you bitch. (laughs) Look at how nice I'm being to you. That means you can be nice to me a little bit if you want. Um, You know, no pressure. but No pressure. No pressure. But also, if we can talk about the would you rather that you're Uh, <laughs> season three has been nothing but uh, manipulation between the both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like a friendly manipulation. Yes. With love. Oh, yes. I, I love you so much that I manipulate you because I am a sociopath. Is it a sociopath or would you be a psychopath? I'm not. I'm blanking on the difference between the two, but I believe of- that a psychopath. Um, I think it has to have something to do with the urge to do, like, unlawful or harmful things. No, no, no. Um, one of them, I believe a sociopath <laughs> cannot feel empathy. Yes. Well, but yes. You, but you're empathetic. So I am empathetic. More, so I'm not a sociopath. sociopath. Uh, sure. We'll we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin <laughs> in that. You know, somebody email us and tell us which one of like which personality we would definitely all right. have. All right, psych majors out there, help us out. Yeah, help us <laughs> out. you've listened to enough of at least this episode to figure it out. Yes. So our last uh, fetish, I actually um, wanted to tie into what we were going to talk about today. Also, 
So, uh, our last fetish is Alvinophilia. <laughs> Look on your face. Well, because you already know what I'm fucking thinking of. Alvin, Simon, yep. Theodore. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Just <laughs> smacks the mic. <laughs> but I also know what we're talking about today. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not it. Um, can you spell it? A-L-V-I-N-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Alvinophilia. Nope, I even whatsoever. I even looked up to see how to pronounce it because I wasn't sure. Okay, bro. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be another one of those words where it's um you're gonna tell me the definition and I'm gonna rename it because Okay. Okay. This is definitely the fetish towards Alvin mm-hmm. and the Chipmunks. <laughs> or like singing in a high key. Like that's oh. what this is. Oh, like maybe putting uh whatever music you're listening to, pitching it up. Yeah, like, like the speeding it up are. so it sounds like a chipmunk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Alvinophilia is a partialism in which an individual is attracted to the human navel. Yep, that's not what that means. No, that's no. Uh, <laughs> um, let me check my synonyms. 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 Hmm. Let's see. I think I like umbilicophilia. Huh. Okay. Umbilicophilia. Mm-hmm. Because that <laughs> is another word for navel, which then could tie into the arousal of the navel. Umbilicophilia. Umbilicophilia. All right. Do you hear that? That is uh, now a thing. Yes. You don't have Alvin and the Chipmunks philia anymore. <laughs> Simon didn't say you're good now. Like you're fine. Well, the reason why I I looked up what the fetish for this specific obsession would be is because we actually got an email, and uh, uh this person wrote in. They actually wrote in twice. Um, they wrote in once while we were in hiatus. So it like it's one of those things where we read it while we weren't recording, and then just kind of forgot about it. And for that, we're sorry. We um, we apologize. Yeah. It's not a good look on us, but um, that was also like two years ago. So yeah. uh, we're glad that you wrote back in. They, this person did wish to remain anonymous. So uh, I am going to call them Jax. And like the pizza. Uh, <laughs> like the pizza. I was thinking like, like, like uh, spelt with X's and like really cool and edgy. But I mean, it's just you and me here, Bam. So if you want to say like, that it's like the pizza, then that's I haven't had lunch yet, so that's about where I'm at. Oh shit! <laughs> I had corn dogs with the with the children. So oh, gang, gang! Hell yeah, dude! I just want to remind everybody: if you want to remain anonymous and you're going to make us pick your name, it's definitely going to be built off of whether we're hungry or not. So <laughs> it, it will be dumb. Yeah. But- so that's your battle. You can fight it. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to read the email that Jax wrote in uh, just because I'm not sure if it was a language barrier thing or what. But the email itself was a little bit hard for me to read. 
um, lacking in punctuation, and it seemed a little bit scattered as far as uh, like thought process goes. So to sum it up, what I believe Jax was getting on about was that Jax's fiance, who um, they did mention is a future wife, so uh, I'm going to assume female, loves to tickle, suck, blow raspberries on Jax's belly button, and um, they would like us to discuss it. I believe they are looking for tips um, or tricks for naval play that may also include food play and temperature play. So, first of all, um, in your email, Jax, you mentioned that your fiancé is obsessed with doing these acts to your navel. Do you like it? I think that's the first question that, like, my first follow-up question. Do you like it? Yes, that was definitely one of my first questions. What I was trying to decipher the email also was, what is the comfortability level of having said acts done? Yeah, If it was something that they wanted or if it was something they kind of felt forced into kind of thing. Yeah. Because we, we obviously don't want to um, push you into doing anything that is outside of your comfort zone. And if this is a um, soft or hard limit for you, uh, we do encourage you to discuss this with your fiancé. Yes. But um, if, if it is something that you, you do enjoy and you would like to participate in and possibly turn the tables on her a little bit... We gotcha. Absolutely. So in light of the email, I pulled up an article. Um, it's not a very long read, but uh, I'm just going to touch on some key pointers on here that I know that Jax had kind of asked for some tips, tricks, and stuff like that. Um, so this article is from EliteDaily.com, and it is called... Here's how to incorporate food during sex if you're down to get messy. Again, I'm not going to read the full article just because we're looking for more of the uh, small snippets that kind of just make more sense for the episode itself. Beyond whipped cream, you may be familiar with food play in the form of candy lingerie or the flirty act of sucking alcohol from one's navel, uh, or also known as body shots body shots even if you haven't personally experimented with food during sex pulp culture is ripe with edible sex apparel these are definitely multiple places that you can get anything from lingerie that's edible to even men's apparel that's edible i mean most porn shops will have that most adult rated places will have that and i mean honestly it's not hard to find it anymore. It's actually very easy. I mean, I'm pretty sure Spencer's has it. Like, that's how easy it is to get it. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had the candy bracelet type, like, bikini set. Yeah. Um, just one tip from from one per- person to another. Uh, if you're going to wear the, the thing, the <laughs> if you're going to wear the candy bracelet bra, and thong um just make sure any body hair is taken care of because uh you do not want to get hair stuck in there oh yeah that sounds awful and and then if your partner is trying to eat it off of you uh they're gonna have a difficult time and it's not gonna be comfortable for you oh my goodness 
I did not even think of that. That's a good one, Beans. <laughs> yeah, you just want to make sure that you're you're, you're smooth, just... smooth as a dolphin down there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. <laughs> that was in my. Uh, I'm just gonna have a little landing strip phase, and uh, it was just just long enough. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When figuring out how to approach food play, it's helpful to consider what makes it such a turn-on. Some people are visually stimulated by the look of their partner's bodies being covered in textures they already enjoy. Others enjoy the feeling of wet or messy foods gliding across their skin. So it's definitely whether it's more of a visual thing or if it's a feeling thing, that's something to kind of already have to talk about. Wow, I didn't even think about it being a visual thing. I could see that. Heck yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, And then according to Dr. Sherry A. Ross, an OBGYN health expert, the author of She-Oncology, The Sequel, wetness can be a turn-on for almost anyone. It helps you move more easily on your partner's body during any sexual activity. So it could definitely just be the feel of being able to glide easier during sex, or it could be the just the feel of rubbing them a little bit better with a different type of texture than just an oil or a lotion. Um, so that's definitely something that needs to be discussed pre-play, because definitely do not just come out of nowhere and then start putting chocolate syrup on somebody that's... Just out of the gate, like that surprise. Would be, that would be something that you 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 might get hit. Like personally, I would I would beat the shit out of somebody, especially if I just washed the sheets. I would be so pissed off. I also feel like food play can also be used as a learning tool to help you explore your partner's body, learning their erogenous zones and places that they like to be, you know, licked and touched. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. Didn't even think about that. Speaking of, erogenous zones include some of the most common areas like the mouth, neck, ears, and back. Also recommended exploring your partner's underarms, soles of their feet, their wrists, and areas behind their knees. Plus your erogenous zones that present more surface area like the chest, the belly, or the booty can be used as stimulating serving platters when eating food off each other's. Yes. So that's just kind of like the the intro. Okay. And then what kind of foods to use. Now, I will say I'll read just kind of like a couple examples that are given in here. But the foods to use are definitely something that you want to make sure that your partner isn't allergic to. That's like yeah. the number one. <laughs> so like talking through that is super important already. Um, I will just say like if I wanted to do food play. And then my partner didn't talk to me. And then they brought shrimp into the bedroom. I would probably have to call that bell ambulance that I didn't want to pay for. Oh, no. (laughs) But. You're not going to be able to use super glue on that. No, I can't use super glue on that. (laughs) Um, So definitely just like that communication beforehand is why we always, always, always stress communication. Communication will make sure that everything goes a little bit more interesting it'll definitely be a little bit sexier for everybody especially if we're all in agreement to something that can be in the bedroom so a lot of foods are already pre-considered 
for a number of reasons to be like sexy. So fruits that resemble genitalia can be aphrodisiacs. Um, and, you know, most common are like cherries, strawberries, implying like testicles or ovaries, and then whipped cream are alluding to semen. What about peaches, 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 Going to the country, going to eat a lot of peaches. And then there is also things that are considered condiments, um, such as like chocolate syrup. It's really sweet and sticky, so it's nice to like lick. Um, a lot of dessert toppings. So some people have suggested grapes and peaches. And then some sex experts are in favor of melons in the bedroom. Ooh. So does that mean if we're in favor of melons in the bedroom, now we're sex experts? I've got a pair of melons for you. I have two pairs. I have one over two. here and one over there. <laughs> what? Yeah, my my pair of melons and your pair of melons. Yes. Together yes. we have two pairs of melons. We have two pairs of melons. Two pairs of melons. That are always in the bedroom with us. And then there are a couple people who have also mentioned, like, you want to make sure that you're being a little bit more cautious of the acidity of the things you're bringing in, such as, like, the infamous grapefruit technique video that went viral in 2014 is something that could be actually detrimental to people. Um, the acid can make peeing painful down the line for your penis-owning partner. Yikes. Um, and then a lot of people said uh, something that if you're looking for a more high-scale food play, uh, sushi is a really fun thing to do because the possibilities are endless. There are so many different kinds of sushi. There are so many different ways to eat the sushi. And there's just a lot of different things that you can do with it in general. Just skip the wasabi. Always skip the wasabi. And things to keep in mind. First and foremost, you and your partner should be cautious of allergies. There's nothing sexy about anaphylactic shock. No. No. Second, you should keep food away from the vagina or anus. Foods that can enter the latter are irritation for swelling and a topping like whipped cream or chocolate syrup can upset the vagina's pH balance which can cause yeast or bacterial infections. Yeah. Um, also, just remembering that sugar and dairy don't belong in warm, dark environments out inside of the body. Um, so those kind of things can just really wreak havoc on your vagina-owning partners. Avoid alcohol, spicy peppers, and hot sauce unless you're into feeling a little bit of pain and burning sensation. Um. So alcohol mainly for like just body shots. They're mainly just saying like if you're doing like insertion play, these there's a lot of things that you don't want to. I mean, personally, I would definitely say just try to stay away from insertion play just because that is very dangerous. Um, I personally going to do insertion play. Make sure that you're using a condom. You're using a condom. Make sure everything is very clean. Yeah. Um. And, and everything has some sort of retrievable base that you can hang on to. So nothing that, gets lost. Exactly. That everything has some kind of base that you can use. Um, and be mindful of coconut oil because it deteriorates latex condoms. So the whole point of food play is to get gooey and sticky. And a joint shower afterwards is always ideal. 
Maybe you give food play a shot and find that eating strawberries and licking caramel off your partner's back does nothing for you. On the other hand, the feeling of your partner essentially drizzling honey onto your body may become one of your favorite guilty pleasures. So, always use food during sex that will serve as a gateway to an extra slippery lube session or super soapy shower sex. No matter what, just be mindful and be safe. So that article was written by a few different people. Um, It was written by an OBGYN that definitely has, you know, vagina-owning people in mind when it comes to those kind of pH balances. It also has some sex experts who have, like, safety and safe play in mind. So end of the day, it's a pretty well-written article. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, I would agree with, like, staying away from, like, hot peppers and any kind of, like, irritating oils yeah anything like if you are still using a condom anything that could break down latex in general yeah keep it away if you are if you're just wanting to do that as like a foreplay um i mean even the sushi during sex idea just using them as like a bodyboard or like a serving platter in general like that could be the sexy part is like them having to hold completely still while you have, you know, this, you know, kind of meal and then you slowly feed them like their belly button. If it's an any can definitely use like you can dip your little soy sauce in there and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, always take a shower before food play. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, suggestion. Even if it's just a little wipe down, just a. A little shower beforehand. Yeah. So, yes, I highly suggest taking a shower before any kind of food play just to make sure that you're completely clean and that you don't get like an upset stomach or any kind of like bad bacteria or anything. Um, and always just be mindful of like the temperature of what you're supposed to be consuming. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want anything too hot, like scalding or too cold for that matter. Like, I think too cold is a little bit different. Uh, the body can withstand quite a bit of, of cold, um, but you wouldn't want to be using like anything like dry ice. When you're when you're talking about temperature play specifically, you, you want to kind of keep it to like five to ten minute intervals. If you're using cold temperature, sort of similar to like when you're icing a strained muscle or something like that, just to try and be aware of how cold the temperature of your skin is getting so that you don't end up getting, you know, like... Hypothermia. Yeah, that's the word. So as far as temperature play goes, you you really do have quite a few options. Uh, I know that, Bam, you mentioned, like, hot oils or hot candle wax and things like that. I wouldn't, like, apply flame directly to the skin because yeah, that's, no. that is damaging. <laughs> but I do really enjoy the hot oil candles that you can get that like basically you you light them and it melts down into a like a massage oil. Yes. Um that's really nice for foreplay cuz it's nice and it's warmed but it's not hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it, temperature yeah. withstanding. Yeah, if you're going to go the traditional wax candle route 
once again, I would just advise um, making sure that any body hair has been taken care of. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it's it's going to be a little difficult to uh, peel that wax off. Well, one thing that I always um, want to remind people is it's okay to be interested in doing something. And it's even more okay to do your research on it. Yeah. Like, make sure that whatever you're doing is not going to harm yourself or the person you're with. Mm -hmm. Like, the BDSM community is definitely, everybody thinks that they're just a bunch of freaks who, like, whips and chains and stuff. But these are people who actually spend a lot of time researching what they're interested in and what's the safest way to do it. And how to execute it without hurting anybody and how to prepare for those kind of things that could potentially go wrong. So, um, I mean, take your cue from the BDSM community where they actually take their time to get to know themselves and their partner before and, and you know, doing their research and then really going into it. Mm -hmm. And start off slow. Yeah. Um, one thing to help build up uh working with cold temperatures is instead of applying the ice cube directly to like your navel or your fiance's navel put it in your mouth get your mouth nice and cold spit it out and then go to town you'll you'll get that initial <gasps> that that initial cold but it goes away right away because it gets he like heated up right away yeah um things like that it doesn't have to be direct heat or direct cold you know, throw on a heating pad and lay your partner down on it and, and get them nice and warmed up that way. Some, you know, nice and slow. Yeah. You don't have to like jump into what you saw on this porn three years ago. That's oh also God. not really, you know, we're not, we're not making, on. we're not making cylindrical ice cubes to shove up there. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, no, 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 that's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah. It's very dangerous. But using something like like a glass dildo that yep. is um, more temperature sensitive. Mm -hmm. Because a glass dildo will warm quickly because of what it is made out of. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you threw it in the freezer for two minutes, took it out. Yeah. But you want to make sure that you are properly lewd because it's still the same idea of putting your tongue on a fucking cold flagpole. <laughs> during winter like you would hate to do that to your partner oh my god you hate for your partner to do that to you that's so crazy so i hope that that helps Jax. yeah hopefully that'll uh, help you out a little bit and anybody I else did, interested in that yeah i did attempt to email back just for some clarifications and mailer demon contacted me um so maybe just a tip to uh anyone else that's looking to reach out to us uh, I did say that you could just, like, make up an email address, but it would be nice for it to be a valid email address that we can send any follow-up questions to. Sometimes yeah. we just like to clarify things, make sure that we're not overstepping any boundaries when we present your email to the whole podcast land. Um, so that's great, just to have that two-way street communication line thing. Well, also, we want to make sure that we're presenting what you're asking properly, and we want to mm -hmm. make sure that we're doing it um, as respectfully. Yes. We want to make sure that we are 
representing your emails as respectfully as possible. So if we have follow-up questions, it's to make sure that we're respecting that. Um, we're respecting you, your questions, and anything else that you have in that email. Yeah. And thanks for writing in. Yeah, thanks. thanks. for following directions. Our one listener. It's weird that we had a lot of plays last week, but only one email. Yeah, that is weird. That is really weird. It's almost as if some of you aren't who you say you are. It's almost as if nobody can fucking listen when we say pause and send us an email. Or maybe we just made you all up. Do you actually <sighs> exist? My or God. are you just a figment of our imaginations? It's just my imagination. Running Run away with me. me. <laughs> Just my imagination. Um, speaking of, I uh, of you know contacting our our listeners and reaching out and desperately wanting to connect. I did uh, post on our Facebook a couple of days ago. Yes, I'm saying a couple of days ago because when they listen to this tomorrow, it will have been a couple of days ago. Yes, uh, <laughs> but just putting out a cheesy icebreaker: two truths and a lie. If you are friends with us on Facebook and you head over to our page and you see that post, go ahead and drop a like. Give us your two truths and a lie. It doesn't have to be anything sexy. It would be fun if it was sexy. But I would love to debate this with Bam on on our podcast and also learn some stuff about you. Yeah. You learn a lot about us. We're so open. and It has been how many fucking years? How much shit have you learned about us? Yeah. By just listening to us talk every single week. Mm-hmm. Not every so, week. Mostly. So if you're, not, if you're not comfortable putting your two truths and a lie, like, sexy version out there for everyone to see, I totally understand. If you want to message us, that'd be cool, too. Um, but we are looking to get a little bit more engagement in our Facebook group or in our Facebook page. Um, and I think it would just be really nice to get to know some things about you. I already put mine down and Bam has too. I'm saying that because you have until tomorrow to get that up there. Oh yeah. I definitely just put mine down. Yes. Right. Set yourself yep. a reminder. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it while you read me an awful AOL thing. Oh, you mean the Yahoo answers. Oh yeah. That's right. It's like the same thing. That's how bad it's <laughs> So I'm going to read you one of the 20 cringe-soaked Yahoo questions about sex that'll crush your faith in humanity. And, bam, this one's a doozy. Oh, is it? It's it's short and sweet, but it is cringy. Are you ready? I'm so ready. How can I show my mom my penis? Oh, my God. I want to show my mom my penis because I want to show it to her to see what she thinks of it and no bad answers. There's no good fucking answers. <laughs> what do you mean no bad answers? There's no good answers. There, I mean, there if you're gonna be no answers, if you're gonna go that route and you're just gonna you want to know what your mom thinks, like first of all, you gotta be ready for rejection. Okay, you gotta be ready to hear things that you don't want to hear. This would say what state these were posted from. Mm, no, uh, and the U- Yahoo user's name is Elvis Man. So, how can I show my mom my penis? Oh my god, don't show your mom your penis. I mean, maybe ask your mom if she wants to see your penis. 
Because consent is a thing. Oh my god, I don't think anybody. Okay, first of all, I want to know the age of this person. And if, is there something wrong with your penis that you need to show your mom? Like, that, yeah, it's just weird, man. But to answer it honestly, I would, I would ask my mom, Hey, mom, I just want to know what you think of my penis. May I show it to you? And if she says no, that's the end of discussion. That is absolutely the end of discussion. I think after that discussion, you should talk about therapy. I mean, I think before the discussion, you should maybe think about therapy also. I think she should be looking up therapy while she's trying to not answer this stupid question. Oh, my God. I just want to show my mom a penis. Well, don't show your mom your penis. Maybe, it's supposed to- maybe don't show your mom your penis. If you really need yeah. like, if you really need someone to look at your penis, set an appointment with your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Let your doctor look at your penis for you. Um, I That's what they get paid say- big bucks for. I'm in in my own personal head. The only way that this question cannot make me so mad is if this is like a teenager that had sex and there is something wrong with his penis now. Yeah. So let's let's put ourselves in the question asker's mom's shoes. So bam, let's say that you have a teenage boy and he comes up to you and he asks, "Mom, would you mind looking at my penis?" I think I would just be as confused as I am now. I'd be like, why would I have to physically look at your penis? I just I just want to know what you think about it. Okay. I think that that's a really inappropriate way to get confirmation about your penis on something that I shouldn't be speculating on anyways. So I think that maybe if this is an issue we're having, there could be other people we could talk to about your penis but it should never be me yeah maybe ask your dad he's got one i'll tell you your dad has a penis well that's all i've got for today oh my god that was awful okay they only get better i'm not gonna agree with you i think last week was way better than this week this was awful oh just wait until next week it just makes (laughs) me think of butters from south park we will not be ignored we will not be shamed Hey. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum, but I think showing your penis to your mother, yeah, yeah, that's not okay. That is a little inappropriate. I'm hoping that someone reported it for abuse. For who? The mom? (laughs) Because (laughs) for us having to read it, I feel like she's the one who's really having problems here. Like, so if you have any questions or you have any funny stories or maybe some cringy questions. Uh, or just regular questions. Any you got kind some of questions. Would you rather's or two truths and a lie? Hit us up, bam and beans at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook. But until then. Oh, I thought you were going to say more. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't about what I got. Okay. Well, until next time. Okay. Bye. I've been working on my podcast. God, I hope it's good. <laughs>